And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to the Athletic Football Show. I'm Robert Mays. Joining me tonight is my good friend Nate Tice. Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, I think the... The last time I was this close to you is when we were at the 2020 draft or 2021 draft, and we were snug in that hotel room doing a live stream. So here we are. We're in separate chairs this time, at least. A couple steps forward, a couple steps back. Yes, this exactly. is really the only option. We're recording this live from the Super Bowl. We yes, are in a makeshift little party lounge area next to the stands. I don't really know how yeah. to describe it, but this is what we got for you guys if we're going to bring it to you live from the game. And we really, really wanted to bring it to you live from the game because it's fantastic to be here, especially when you get a game like that. It was amazing. I mean, I'm glad it's you, your first one. It's my first one, and I, we knew it would be a good one, so that's why it was. It was. It lived up to the hype. There was ebbs and flows with the game. There was great play from both quarterbacks and the other other players stepping up, which is what we wanted. Yes, like, and that's what we were hoping for in the preview show. That's why we spent all that time hoping, like, this guy might be the X factor. This guy might break out, and it kind of happened. And also, this kind of stars. We're starry in, the, in this game. But no, I'm so glad it was this one I went to. Maybe maybe not the tail end at the end of the game, but for the first 58 minutes, it was, I mean, a memorable game. You quoted me. That was a legit quote for anyone that saw Robert's tweet that said, I, I freaking love football. Uh, I love this game. This is awesome. That you is you said quote. to me straight out, just, I can't remember what, I think it was after the Chiefs scored to go up 28-27. Yes. And you looked at me and you said, this is fucking awesome. I love football. That's that's, that's all straight you face. Said. And I wasn't even trying to be funny or anything. I just said straight face. It was. I think it was Tony's touchdown. It was Kadarius' Tony's touchdown. It was just God. You could just feel the ebbs and flows of this game, especially when it's like a neutral site like this. So you hear both crowds. A little more eagle. A little more Eagles fans. It was a good crowd though. Yes, it was a good crowd. Into there was it. a reaction to everything yes. that happened. It was a very fan heavy crowd. There are more Eagles fans, but there were more Chiefs fans here than I thought there were going to be. Mm-hmm. The right side that where we were facing we were in the south end zone the right side a decent amount of chiefs fans yeah. so i was pretty happy with how the crowd was this this is where i saw my first super bowl which is, fun. which is now eight years ago and we were also sitting in the end zone some of the craziest plays in nfl history happened in that end zone malcolm butler interception right we got another classic and an absolute classic that unfortunately in my opinion was dampened at the end yeah and i, and I want to be clear about what i mean by that i'm not saying that the chiefs are got the game handed to them or the refs gave the game to the chiefs or it's not justified. The game is 80 plays long. There's so many different moments to put yourself in a position to win or lose. It's just unfortunate that a game like that turned on a game deciding penalty that came in that moment where you heard me say it out loud. I was looking at you. I was like, there's going to take two knees and end this. It's just such a deflating way for an potentially all time great game to happen. Yeah. If that's an incomplete pass, they kick a field goal. We get to see Jalen Hurts have to drive down the field and give the Eagles a chance to win. That's all I wanted from that moment, and that was taken from us, and that's why it's a bummer to me. Especially right before we had the Mahomes scramble. So it's yes. like, oh, he had his hero moment. Yes. And that's what you want. You want 
they changed the playoff rules and the overtime rules for this moment because you want both teams to get a chance, especially when quarterbacks are playing like this, to get both get chances. And that's what it is. Hurts played so amazing tonight. He played so well that you want to just see him get one a fair shot. Just a fair shot. Yeah. Just and that's I I totally agree. I, I tweeted that was the first fifty eight minutes, was the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, and then season eight God, was the so last true. two minutes. Or God, the last brand Sopranos episode. Yeah, that was the brand game. Yeah. That, that's I, how it felt. That I, was the brand Harrison game. Butker didn't have the best story, so he did not deserve to be the winner of the Game of Thrones, in my opinion, based on how that ended that's, went. That's that's exactly it. He was not meant to be the king <laughs> the king in the land. That game, um, the way that game is played, it is not supposed to end on two knees and a no. field goal Mm-mm. when you Jerick McKinnon slides at the one yard line no. to run the timeout. It's just not supposed to end that way. And that's why I'm so bummed. And that McKinnon play happened right in front of us. I actually for a split second thought he was about I, to score. Well, I was really hoping he, he was, was going to ass. And I was like, uh go down. Go, you can see the entire chief sideline. Walk onto the field going like, no. And then he went down. I, I think he looked at everybody like, I got it, guys. Like, yeah, no, I, I knew what to do there. I'm a pretty smart guy. Uh, but no, and that also happened. Well, so many plays happened towards us, which is a lot of fun, too. It wasn't yeah, like the AJ Brown touchdown was in our end yes. zone. Uh, another deep shot to AJ Brown was in like our every end Jalen zone. Hurts deep ball except for the Devontae Smith one were towards us. Well, the Devontae Smith one that went incomplete yeah. was to, to our sideline. Yes. I called that immediately that it was incomplete, by yeah, the way. Was nice. I was immediately like, that's definitely incomplete. Yep. The Dallas Goddard whole shot, which we'll get into, yes. all that stuff was coming at us. So we got a lot of action headed our way. So first thing I want to talk about here, obviously the way that it happens isn't ideal at the end, but it's still an incredible performance, an incredible game. Patrick Mahomes just won his second Super Bowl in four years. Mm -hmm. He is 27 years old. And this is what happens when you continuously put yourself in that position. Sometimes the breaks aren't going to go your way. Sometimes the breaks are going to go your way. And in that moment, the break went his way, and he was phenomenal tonight. If you look at the stats, the Chiefs averaged 6.4 yards per play. Against a team that finished number one in the NFL in EPA, I believe number one in passing DVOA, yes, correct? One or two. Yes, right there. Right, in the, yes, but they're the top, top two. Top okay? three in every metric. The Chiefs yeah. averaged 6.4 yards per play. That was better than what they did in the regular season when they led the league. And the Eagles averaged 5.8 yards per play, which is what they averaged in the regular season. So these two teams that were the best teams in the league, we got to see that version of yes. them. And that included the guy who was going to win the MVP and is the best quarterback alive. Yes. And just another check onto his resume, another addition. This is better than an internship, though, on his resume. Yeah. This is a this is a CEO type of a, a line in his resume. Also, he had uh, Mahomes was 67 percent past success rate tonight, which is one of the highest, his second highest of the season. The only game that was better was that Cardinals game in week one when they just were playing on air, routes on air, not the Super Bowl. 20 of those 30 dropbacks were successful plays. No sacks for Mahomes. And, I mean, God, there's so many times you could tell how – What do you how, think was – just yeah. watching that game in real time. Yeah. What do you think led to their ability to mitigate the pressure? Yeah, uh, under center play action stuff to kind of create yep. some space. I also thought Mahomes was very cognizant. He knew he was – going against he averaged 2.69 year time to throw in the game yeah. but i think that there were some extended dropbacks yeah. so if you look at i'm sure that half of them were under 2.5 seconds i agree also especially the first half intentionally in the first half i'm pretty sure they started two drives with screens yeah and so i they think did. that they were trying to slow it down a little bit and then in the second half i think one of the ways they slowed it down is how well they ran the ball i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves yeah. but i think they did do a good job of being like all right how can we slow this thing down give ourselves a little bit more time because we talked about it in the preview. If the Eagles' pass rush didn't dominate the game, would the Chiefs be able to throw the ball consistently? And the answer was yes. Yes. And that's it kind of saw the peppering and anyone that listened to our gambling show with Bauer, that was kind of my narrative for his over-completions. He didn't hit it, but he was still just 
you know, knife in the defense in different ways, RPOs, the play actions, straight dropbacks, kind of, and hitting every type of throw, which is really cool. Always fun to see a quarterback do. You see the dig, especially in person. That's, that's another thing. I forget sometimes when I watch these guys in person in the game, I, yeah. I get a new appreciation for some guys. AJ Brown, number one guy I got a new appreciation for. I love the guy and I'm like, he's incredible to watch in person. But he, yes, he was very, it was a, it was a game plan. Yeah. He, one, two, three, ball out. One, two, three, ball out. There wasn't a lot of you, Mahomes scanning, which, you know, he's, he could do once in a while. It was ball out or he went to creation mode. And, man, he avoided a lot of sacks. Um, I was kind of bummed when the ankle, when he got hit it twice in a row. It was a scary row. moment. Very, I mean, I mean just, looked, you really hope that doesn't torpedo right. the game and it, that it was shaping up to be an amazing game. Yes. And so it just was. It was a great game plan. Really, there's only a couple times, and I can't wait to rewatch this game on film, of course. I mean, it's much better than week 16 or week 18 uh, <laughs> uh, Bucks falcons like I did last time or Bucks cardinals um, But it, it's... I want to see how they pass off the games with the defensive line because I thought the offensive line did a nice job other than the one with the red that got around or loop. But there was a third and eight in the first half. I believe it was the only real three and out kind of sputtered moment that the Chiefs had in the first half. They missed the field goal, obviously, but I believe it was third and eight. And they ran up that five man, the five down front yes. where they line up Reddick as a defensive tackle. Yes. And then he loops all the way around. And you said it. You got, they do it every time out of that. Every time, every, they time. End, every time they're in that five down look where he's inside, yeah. they do it. They got two. I literally watched every Eagle sack from this yeah, season. All seven. They got two of them on that exact sort of design. Yeah. And that was really the only time that they used any sort of games or yes. any sort of trickery to get immediate pressure. Yeah. I mean, the, the Chiefs of line kind of knew what they were going against. Yeah. And I, it was, a, again, it was a great game, but this is Andy Reid. He's very good at this. They, a lot, ton of tight ends. Yeah. I mean, they bear, I think they're in 11 personnel, less than 50% of the game, which, you know, we've talked about going into this year that their numbers have gone down uh, going into this game, a lot more 12 and 13 personnel. We saw pony personnel. So yeah. they, they played off a lot of season tendencies. This is what happens when you have a head coach that just, gets to do this knowing that you're kind of going to win 10 games and make yeah. the playoffs every year you can kind of play off uh season tendencies and that's what they did doing the pony personnel using um mckinnon on 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 run plays on third and one getting i know ahead i'm getting ahead i'm getting, ahead. Ahead I'm getting ahead i'm getting excited i'm getting excited so just zooming back a second here yeah we're, we're i'm looking at the jumbotron right now okay and there is the lombardi trophy next to patrick mahomes frank clark chris jones this entire group yeah to win two this early in your career, again, when we've talked about this in the previous show. When you are the centerpiece of your team, when you are the driving force, and Brady got very important pretty quickly. Yeah. In year three, year four, when they were when they were going back. But in know, one, he was a cog in the machine that existed. Yes. They were fourteen point underdogs when they won that Super yeah, Bowl. Right. What Mahomes has done and the prominence that he has had in the league on the Chiefs within their success. We've really never seen anything like it. Nope. You know, the one guy that got brought up this week, I can't remember who it was, in terms of individual success very early on. Favre was really good. Yeah. Favre was like an MVP candidate yeah. pretty early in his career after getting to Green Bay. Yep. But they didn't win a Super Bowl until year six for him. Yeah. Right? Wasn't it the 96 season? Yeah, so in year four. 95 season. Yeah, yeah. It was year a 95 four, season. Yeah, so in year four, I think. No, 96. 90, 96 season, 97, 98 were the Broncos. They, they beat the Patriots in 96, yeah. and in 97 they lost to the Broncos. Yes. So, yeah, yes. So it's <laughs> – Guys remembering dudes right yeah, now. <laughs> what, what we're watching, I have never watched. No. And it, I, you want, it's important sometimes, in my opinion, to kind of step back and remember that. And just because when you have this team, when you have these sorts of teams, and the only real comparison for me is what the Patriots were over two decades, it's so easy to just kind of take it as a given and start taking it as a given. And we shouldn't do that. 
But we should right. step back and recognize the fact that what they've accomplished is unbelievably special. The type of player he is is unbelievably yep. special. Travis Kelsey is a part of that. Yep. Andy Reid is a part of that. Yep. Like everything about what this organization has been, I think it's worth kind of sitting in it for a moment because we don't see this very often. <laughs> or ever. <Yes. laughs> or ever. The We did the discussion last week, and I, I, I brought up Marino because he went to – he had instant success. They had su- uh, successful as a team early in his career, but then they kind of – Never went back like in throughout his career, you know, some playoff runs and all that. But this feels just automatic with yeah. Mahomes. And now we have talked about this. What's really cool about teams that sustain success is the ever changing supporting characters. Yes. Sometimes it's usually, oh, it's just the coach and the quarterback that the ones that stayed, you know, the Sean Payton, the Drew Brees, the Belichick and the Brady's. But uh, you hear those names that I'm bringing up right now. <laughs> Brees, Brady, Mahomes and Mahomes is winning. And again, that's the thing. It's not just the, the numbers test. And it's not just. Um, the team success. It's not one or the other. Again, that was always the Brady and the Manning arguments. Now it's he's doing all of it. I mean, he's got all pros. He's got Pro Bowls. He's winning another MVP. It's just he's just racking it up, and he hasn't even hit 30 years old yet or even coming close. It's it's truly unprecedented. I mean, in a lot of sports, like Gretzky might be the one who had like this kind of like sustained success early, and that's I'm just Hockey. going. Yeah, I know. I'm going to other sports. You go to this. Football is 22 players on the field. You don't see players dominate in football like this, like just over and over in the biggest moments too. That scramble is going to stick out in my in my brain yeah. the rest of my life because out of one foot again, his, he, he even peeked behind the one point in the game. That, it's but that's that was him right then and there. It's just that in those big moments he makes the plays. He puts the team on his back. How many times have we seen him do that? Two minutes. He had a great one against the Chargers this season when he, you could tell he was like, "I got this." And he went, would look to scramble. And then he's just peppering balls all over the yard. He's hitting different receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster is becoming a huge player throughout the game. It's not just Kelsey. You always see him figure out what the defense is doing to him. Yeah. And it's really cool to see a guy always find the answers. And it, it's amazing. I mean, he's, he's incredible. He's the best player I've ever seen. Before we move on to kind of the nitty-gritty of the game, I do want to take a second to step back and appreciate the quarterback on the other side. Yes. And what he was today. What did you say to me? When we were sitting up there near the end of the game about Jalen Hurts, I said all thing, oh, more than one thing can be true. Did he have help from some of his, uh, for some of his teammates? Yeah, a lot of a lot of good players do. But did he carry the team for stretches for chunks of this game? Yeah, he yeah. he truly did. He truly was the best player on the field for a long stretch of this game on his side of the ball. And but it, but I mean, you watch it. It's Deontay Lee brought, brought up a great point. He goes, it's almost like a college offense. He doesn't mean that in a bad way, but in the sense that where the quarterback's the best player. Yeah. So it's having to touch the ball 100 times. Yes. And just go, go, go. Run the ball, throw the ball. That's they what it feels the like. record for quarterback rushes in a Super Bowl, quarterback rushing yards in a Super Bowl. Not a ton of quarterbacks that are built like him. No, no. Contribute to the game like do that. made the Super Bowl. But it's still, he what he was in this game, we've never really seen a quarterback right. do that in the Super Bowl. There's a couple of like, no, 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 yes throws. But then there was a couple... I mean, real throws are brilliant. It's like he had a couple movement throws, even that were incomplete. He had one of you scrambling to his left. He misses Devontae Smith yeah. barely. Almost I, makes almost for a split plan. second. I, I went from my our angle. I, I was like, that's going to be complete. Yeah. That's unbelievable. But he did that over and over, truly, truly carrying this team for stretches because he at times wasn't getting help from either other parts of the, uh, the offense. In the first half, I mean, a huge part of their game plan was just getting an empty and letting him go to work as a runner. Right. And the first drive, they were an empty on a second down. The Chiefs were playing man. He scrambles for a first down. They were really going to it a lot in third, fourth down situations, running either design draw RPOs, design runs. That touchdown where Kelsey pulled was Mm -hmm. a design quarterback run. And then the two-play stretch, the two plays that are going to jump out to me, when I think about Jalen Hurts in this game, was one drive in the second half. It was a third down, 
where he hits Dallas Goddard on the big over route mm-hmm. on like third and eight and just puts it pinpoint mm-hmm. really good coverage. I think it was by Justin Reed. Yes. And it was a beautiful throw. And on that same drive, third and 14, he hits the whole shot to Dallas Goddard down the sideline. He makes that throw. You and I were looking at each other. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is a ballsy throw. It was so ballsy. It was a sinking corner against cover yeah, two. It was cover Just two. Against yeah. cover two. It was a, that was the no no. But then at first I was like, oh, you got away with it. But then you watch it. It's like, no, that's just amazing ball place. Really, really good. And it's throw. going to the right. AJ Brown when he got away with. Yes. But you can guys the chance. The AJ Brown touchdown because we had a great angle at it. It's a heavy play action shot. But on that play, I watched it unfold. I'm like, he's not throwing it to AJ yeah. Brown. And I saw him tilt that shoulder up. As, Here it comes. That's going to get picked. And, A.J. Brown makes a great play as well. McDuffie misplayed it, but A.J. Brown made a great play to respond and 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 somehow adjust to that ball in midair. Makes sense. A.J. Brown was a fantastic baseball player. Yeah. How well he tracks the ball. Only only second player other Kyler. That's such a new skill set that we've never seen him do before. Even that play, when it happened, I was like, God damn, A.J. Brown is just a different sort of player than we all thought he was coming into the season. When we say this, there's several times today where you see A.J. Brown catching under routes or slants and and just carrying it and carrying a guy. They're bouncing off him. That's A.J. Brown that, in my head, that's what he is. And then so seeing him this season, this is what we keep reiterating. Him as a ball tracker and as a deep ball threat has been a revelation. It's been so much fun to watch this year because he's incredible. He's so explosive. When you see him in person, he feels different. The other guy... The receiver I, I always talk about when you see him play in person or when you watch him in practice, whatever, is Julio. Like yeah. Julio's oh, yeah, physicality. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the ground shook <laughs> when you watch Julio Jones. A blaze out by Julio is like a eighth wonder of the world. I mean, I was at that NFC Championship game in 2016 where he just, I was like, oh my God. This yeah. is like, I, was, I literally said, it's like watching a centaur play football. It's unbelievable. And <laughs> AJ Brown was kind of in that, but I also have a different appreciation watching Jalen Hurts play. I agree. I've never seen him play alive. It's the first time. And I was like, man, that. I'm really excited for what he could potentially be, what this Eagles team is going to be. It's a young team. We'll yeah. get into this, all yes. of this. But yeah. I, I think as an Eagles fan, as devastating as that ending is, and as much as you could have won this game, it's just sitting right there. Yeah. You can reach out and touch it. Yeah. I still think you have to be so proud of the team you had this season and what your core looks like yes. here moving forward. Yes, even with some guys getting a little older, but that that's this. They've they've really restocked the cupboard with this team. and. With Hertz, I agree with that. With watching him in person, there are several times he ran. I I would always say Hertz is a very good runner in a sense, but he's different than how Lamar runs yeah. and everything. He runs almost like Culpepper in a way, but he's better than Culpepper running the ball because he the 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 big run after he had the fumble on the same they came back to the same draw play that you're talking about. He set up the block, yeah, and he's cutting. And his vision is a lot better than I have given it credit for. I knew it was good, but it's even better than I gave it credit for. And it's cool to watch that in person because he's creating yards. Those are the hidden yards that good players create. And that's what Jalen Hurts did this game. It's well, time and time again. And the, uh, at the end, he gets a sneak touchdown. And then they run the QB sweep with him. He runs through three tackles. The, the power on that play. It's, yeah. I mean, those are real. Carl yeah. Loftus was one of the guys. Carl Loftus is big and strong, 260 and a thick guy. And he ran right through him and scores. And that's that's true, true grown man strength, true vision. And on top of it, through half dozen balls eight balls today that were exceptional throws all right we're going to take our first quick break and when we get back we are going to talk about a masterful performance from andy reed looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, it's time now for the Visa game-changing moment presented by Visa, proud sponsor of Super Bowl 57. The game-changer today was Andy Reid, in my opinion. I mean, just so many little wrinkles, levers that made this thing easier on his quarterback, on his offense. And where do you even want to start with some of the things that the Chiefs threw out there today? It's kind of nice because the Chiefs didn't actually run that many plays. (laughs) So since the Chiefs didn't run that many plays... You kind of kind of remember uh, some of the good ones. Uh, the second half, when they came out, and how the, the diversity of the run game from the Chiefs in the second half was like, oh man, this guy's—they're feeling it. They know exactly what, what they're going to like in the second half. How they attack the Eagles' defense. Sorry, there's somebody behind us, everybody. We're good. But, but in the first half, <laughs> but in the first half, seeing all the jet motion and the short motion, me and you right away, it was so apparent that the Chiefs were—they—they're they're poking at stuff. They yeah. were testing the cage, the Velociraptor cage. They were t- testing this. Jet motion, the short motions, and then the plays off of that that came in later in the game. And, I mean, the epitome of that is the Tony touchdown, the Sky Moore touchdown. Yeah. Because that was set up throughout the entire game. And then they got it in the perfect opportunities right there in the low red zone. It was Kelsey early. Yeah. Right? So they were setting things up for Kelsey early. And I'm looking at this without a ton of notes because we have one computer here. It's a little different than our normal setup. But I've handwritten notes, everybody. So the way that I remember it is there was the play early in the fir- early in the first half where – They were in a, I believe, a two-by-two formation. They ran a jet motion, Mm. and then Kelsey ran a crosser, just like a big crosser, and the Eagles lost it. It was a big completion on a crosser. Then on the same drive, they motioned into a short motion into a stack, Mm -hmm. and that was the Kelsey touchdown. It was a little out-and-up sort of wheel. They put him in a stack. Epps had to play off of him. Kelsey chews up that space, leaves him one-on-one touchdown. Later in the first half, Another play where jet motion from a two-by-two formation, they leave Kelsey as the single receiver on the left side. He fakes the big over and then takes it back across, and T.J. Edwards is just lost. Yeah. So consistently, they're using either jet motion to change whether it's two-by-two, three-by-one, mm-hmm. or a lot of short motion consistently in that game where they're motioning into stacks. Yes. They're changing who's the number one receiver, who's the number two receiver yes, on that side. very quickly before the play. Yeah. And just, again, almost every single play, it felt like using either a kind of big grand motion to get something done yeah. or something subtler to just kind of play with the rules of that Eagles defense, yes. which they clearly were very in tune with. Yes. Very oh, in tune. They had every, you should watch in this game. Anyone want to rewatches it back or sees it on NFL network in two or three years. When you rewatch it, you'll see, how many times Mahomes is killing plays and going, we're good, we're good, which they always do, but there was a whole lot of it uh, in this game because they were going, are you a man? you in zone? Okay, we're doing this yeah. to beat that play or beat that coverage. Then they did it time and time again. The the jet motions on top of it, they were doing split zone, which is where a tight end crosses the formation yeah. to kick out the DN. All this, we, we I think everybody and their mother 
knows what the weakness, the one kind of sort of weakness of this Eagles defense is the linebackers. And how do you influence them? All right, let's cross their face. Make them communicate. Make them pass stuff off. Oh, wow. When when formations change, formation, formation strengths change, some defenses have a check. If it's a trips call or if it's a two-by-two two call, if it's a pro formation call. So when you're doing it, all those jet motions, all those Kelsey motions, that's what they're doing. They're making them communicate. And I saw the Chiefs were breaking the huddle very early, yeah. like 26 seconds, 27, because they wanted to get in and see what, that, see what the Eagles were yep. and then get to the play that they wanted to wants to do but uh, the run game was amazing uh, uh that first drive of the second half i think they ran five different run concepts and we've talked about how the eagles will spam just one concept so it's pretty cool to watch a run game without using the quarterback in the design rushes they're running trap they're running wineback they're using the pony personnel on the touchdown to pacheco just really really good stuff all kind of playing off stuff they've shown before stuff that that's their bread and butter but then the change-ups off of it so the you mentioned the split zone the Jet motion with the split zone, yeah. that chunk run for Pacheco yeah. on the first Chiefs drive, that's what that was. Yes. And then you mentioned just all of the different designs that they were using in the second half. Look at the numbers. The Chiefs averaged 0.24 EPA per rush on running back runs in this game. 19 carries for 110 yards, 52.6% success rate, 2.5 yard yards yards before contact per rush. I mean, that's... It's a real that good day on the ground. That, I think the Eagles on the season averaged 0.12 EPA per rush. Yeah. So that's twice what the Eagles did, and they were the most efficient running team in the NFL. That's what the Chiefs What was the success rate? It was 57%, 50... 52.6%. So yeah. Yep. Eagles hovered around 50% this year, and we've mentioned a million times they were one of the best run offenses in the last 20 years. And the use of personnel, uh, we kind of figured that was kind of one of the things I figured that, that Andy Reid would get to. Because getting into heavier personnel groupings on offense, using two or three tight ends, kind of can make the Eagles defense a little more basic. Also, you can kind of make them more uh, predictable. Mm -hmm. And you can see that just playing to Andy Reid's wheelhouse. Um, the third and one big run uh, to Pacheco at the end. Uh, this is one that you had to cut me off. Yeah, you had to yeah, slow yeah, me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. So the third and one, one uh, at the end. So Pacheco gets it. Uh, uh, the t fullback's name, Bolton. Full, yeah, Chiefs, yeah. Burton. Michael, Michael Burton. 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 Yeah. So Burton. The Chiefs do this all the time. You'll see Burton get one carry like every two or three weeks, and it's always in a short yard situation where they have him as an up back. They do some window dressing in the back, and then they hand it off on a little dive play on the inside. So they looked like that. You can see the, all the Eagles players getting tight, and they're like, oh, they're, yep. this is it. We know what's coming here. They've already used their change-ups and their funky stuff. And instead, they had Burton seal the edge, and then they kicked it outside. And that's why Pacheco was able to just gash him on the outside. There's nobody out there for him. It's essentially what – the Eagles do on their sneak plays when they do the little pitch off of it. That's basically what they did. It's a yeah, Chiefs yeah, yeah. version of that. But that's the run game. Andy Reid's known as like the passing game, college concept wizard. But that was the difference with this team. Yes. That that was, that was that's the story of the Chiefs what season. What are the yes. key tweaks with this Chiefs team? Yeah. It's Orlando Brown pulling. It's yes. Trey Smith on, pulled on the touchdown when they were in pony personnel, which we can talk about in a second. Yeah. It's all of those gap scheme runs that we thought they might incorporate last year. That we can bludgeon you with a hammer yeah. version of the Chiefs. It came a year later than we expected, yes. but it came at the exact right time yeah. because it allows them to be this version of that team yeah. in this yeah. moment against a team built like the Eagles. Yes, This felt like something we talked about so much last season where can you win in different ways? Can you be a team that runs when you need to run? And the Chiefs couldn't really do that. Mm -hmm. It was all RPOs in that game against the Bengals. Yep. And you've talked about this a lot. When they're giving it to you, can you just hammer it over and yep. over and over again? And that first drive of the second half was exactly that. Yes. But when you're talking about the Chiefs, you're still going to have the sexy shit that yep. makes us our brains pop a little bit. 
And both of those red zone touchdowns were the perfect example. That's awesome. Uh, so I want – I think there was a little bit of chatter like in our row. Yeah. Somebody's like, well, why is he so wide open? Explain why those two red zone touchdowns, the one to Moore and yeah. the one to Tony, are so wide open and what the Chiefs are trying to accomplish yeah. on those plays. So typically in zone or in man coverage, de- depending on what the call is, when there's a jet motion, if it's zoned, the Eagles would rock and roll their safeties, which is one safety who's in the post, comes screaming down to – Cover the jet guy, and the guy that was on the corner of the safety that was on that side goes to the back. But in man coverage, that which was the Eagles were in down there in the low red zone, they have to pass it off. Somebody has to run with the jet sweep. Somebody. How the Eagles get about go go about it is either the first one, the, the Kadarius Tony touchdown. Uh, Avante Max would be running with the jet guy, and then someone would be on Travis Kelsey, I believe, was on that side as well. So they're faking that they're running across and. Kadarius Tony is very, very athletic and very yeah. fast. So those guys have to haul a lot of ass. So that's what they're worried about. Oh, we got, we don't want to get beat here. We got to go make this tackle and save a touchdown. And it ends up working against them because that would just pop right back. I just think it's just the mad genius. Of, I'm going to use genius here, but the mad genius, mad scientist of Andy Reid is doing the exact same play with the exact same formation, but just flipping, flipping yeah. it and then using a different guy, using Sky Moore on that and one. And I think Kelsey was on that side. Yeah. So you're like, you're worried about, okay, is it? Now Kelsey's number one receiver, and yep. what does that mean? But on the other one, it's just Juju and Sky Moore on that That's second it. touchdown. Yep. So what Reed, Biennemi, the entire offensive staff, and just that little lab that they go into over these two weeks before this yes. sort of game, I always love to see it. It's yeah. like what buttons do they know they can push? Yes. And those all kinds of those motions were exactly right. But, uh, both of these teams, and uh, I'll credit the Eagles to here uh, too, the second half, Devontae Smith had that wide-open touchdown. These are – in the NFL, it's it's a game of split seconds, and, and just, that's what the NFL game of inches is. You try compound mistakes, and the Eagles do it. They use tempo. They they get a first down. You're in dying personnel. Okay, we're on tempo. Run a simple play, and we beat you. We gash you. It caused a coverage bust. What the Chiefs do is with the design stuff. They're playing off their rules. They're using the rules against them, and they're just creating this uh, moment of tension, and it pops and a huge moment. And it happened twice, but that's. It's You're a using perfect. the communication against them. Yes. Because they have to do it so fast. Are, so, are good at passing that no. stuff off. But the Eagles are screwed to do it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're live here, folks. We're live here. The Eagles are so quick to do it. This is just me talking with my hands. Yeah. That it's, oh, oh he's going, he's going. I mean, it's, you yes. can see the communication. And you, the, Andy Reid took the Eagles' defensive rules and snapped them yes. over his knee in this game. Yes. And it was very, very cool to and watch. Even the one, uh, there was a little uh, bubble pump. To Juju Smith, oh my God, down it was the wheel. beautiful. So, it was so amazing. The play before, uh, Sweat gets an offside, so they call the play dead, and it was a split back look. So there's two backs on either side. They motion Juju to the flat or to the bubble, <laughs> and so they, they threw it to him. You know, yeah, yeah, and they threw they it. They threw, threw the, the ball, and it was called offside. Yeah, and they called. So offside. they saw them throw the bubble yes. on that play. Yes, it's and not it, like they lined up. They ran right. the play. Ran the play. He throws it. Everything. He, he was about to hand it off, and he was like, "Oh shoot!" And he throws the bubble. Him being Mahomes, and they called the ex- and. When they come out, they break the huddle, and they come out the exact same formation. Yep. I even said, I go, are they really going to run the exact same yep. play? Yep. Same motion. Everyone runs this. That's why why it's kind of like you can kind of tell what's about to happen. And they ran a pump off of it, like a double move off of it, so and it hit they, the wheel route to Juju. So what they did is they still ran the screen, yes. but Juju was running down the left sideline, feigned blocking. Yes. We see the Eagles do this all the time. All the time. They run tons of fake I was waiting for them to run tonight. <laughs> and the fact that the Chiefs did it on the very next play is just so like, it awesome. ah, why? It's just <laughs> it Andy awesome. Reid bullshit. So we know that about the Chiefs. Yes. We've, we're familiar with that version of the Chiefs. Andy Reid, again, kind of snapping those rules yes. and being able to manipulate the teams he's playing against. There were quieter, lesser-known aspects of the Chiefs 
that were hugely important tonight. And I think it starts with the run defense. Okay? Yeah. The Chiefs' run defense gave up the Eagles' average point negative point two six EPA per play on running back runs. Which is this remarkable. is the most efficient running team in the league. Negative point two six for context is bad. Okay, <laughs> those running backs running back runs thirty five point three percent rushing success rate on those plays. Two point six five yards per carry. Yeah. Okay. It was not good. No. And the Chiefs up front were really really good in this yes. game, and I think you, I want to highlight both Nick Bolton and Willie Gay yeah. for th- playing some of the best football I've ever seen them play. Yes. Yes. And, and man, they, they just had, a, uh, there was an RPO early on what this, the run game ties into this. Uh, Devonte Smith had a kind of like an extended play on the RPO. Yeah. And why no there at first I was like, they're going to call a legal man. Whenever the quarterback doesn't throw right away at RPO, yeah. you're like, you know, the flag's coming. And I was like, man, there's no penalty. They didn't call that. And it was because the defensive line, the linebackers did such a good job of like, Swallowing up the double teams and doing everything, and the no reason one, that he was open is because Gay was filling the run and he it was, was doing he was a great right job. There, yes, it, it, again, like ad libbing and taking advantage of actually really good ball from the defense. I mean, Bolton, Bolton played phenomenal. Like, yes, yeah. he had a couple moments where they got him, but it, it, he did so many things today where he was just very astute on what the Eagles wanted to he do. Created was, a, pay, a defensive touchdown, fumble yes. recovery touchdown by himself. Yes, just yes. by being there. Yes, yes. just going like, yeah, I know I know what you got. Oh, you're an empty? Oh, yeah, we know what you're about to do. How many times did they run that crosser play, usually to Boston Scott, on those third and extra longs, yeah. and there was a defensive player, usually Bolton, that just blew it up. and the, just The thing that jumped out to me, beyond the, how sound their run defense yes. was, they tackled so, so well. How many times did they run that screen to in the second Brown half? Where, yeah, so in the second half. <laughs> in the second there half. There was that one AJ Brown long yeah, yeah. play. And there's a couple runs in the first, and that was it. That was it. In the second half, yeah. they ran that slant to AJ Brown where Goddard would run off from the number two spot and Brown would run the slant yeah. behind it yep. at least three or four times. Yep. Every single time, it's a gain of five, it's a gain yes. of six. It, the that, Goddard corner catch, catch was on that play. Yes. Yep, yep. They, they're so often these plays where you're really hoping to get some yak, and the Eagles have Goddard. Brown guys that really do a great yep. job of creating it that just wasn't available to them in the second half. I thought yep. the Chiefs tackled really, really well. There was a reason that the Chiefs had or the Eagles had 18 third downs yep. tonight, yes. and that's because on first and second down they made them do if, it all earn it on those. If four this downs. was any other offense, the Eagles' offense is so good. Again, watching them live, I have a new appreciation for how fast and explosive this offense is. Is there's 18 when you see 18 third downs, that means you're not getting first downs on yep. first and second that's down. Exactly right. And that was because the Chiefs were limiting to a lot of two-yard gains, three-yard gains. You know, they would get some four and fives in there, but none of them were gashes. None of them were, oh, there, there weren't a lot of second and ones, it felt like. There was just a lot of second very, and sevens. Very rarely. Very yeah, rarely. A lot of second and longs. even there were a lot of, like, second and second and sevens yeah. that would turn into third and twos yes. because they were those quick completions that were getting shut down immediately. Yep. And it, so it what I – matters. So, so they just add up. When they talk about the 1%, those things add up because it, it's cumulative over the game. Beyond the on-field impact today for Bolton and Gay, I think it's also important to acknowledge what Bolton and Gay represent in the grander ecosystem of the Chiefs, right? So when you have Patrick Mahomes, and now you have Patrick Mahomes making $35 million a year, and you've got a couple other really expensive guys, in order to sustain a team like this, you need to get some hits. Yes, You need to make sure that those second-round picks are contributors for you, that they show up in these moments. And this team intentionally got very young on defense this year, very inexpensive. Bolton's on a rookie contract. William Wiggy is on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Williams is on a rookie mm-hmm. contract. 
Uh, Jalen Watson's on a rookie yep. contract. Carl Loftus. Carl Loftus uh, yeah. is on a rookie contract. Sean McDuffie's on a rookie contract. Which Leo Chanel. on a rookie contract. <laughs> and they they came through. Yeah. Like that, it's it's great to have Patrick Mahomes. It's great to have Andy Reid. It's great to have the best offense in the league. But there are other really good teams too. The Eagles are fucking good. Yeah. And you needed your defense to come through in some of those moments today yeah. for you to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And they did. They did. They absolutely did. I know, actually, even though they gave up a lot of points and a lot of first downs and everything, I actually thought that the game plan for the Chiefs defense yeah. was very good. Um, they started heating them up at the right times. There's a lot of clean free runners. They were on top of their shit. Like just anything that they wanted to get to, they had it seemed like they the Eagles really had to get work for those plays as opposed to usually it was just we always say the eagles just spam easy buttons yep. they made the easy buttons hard which actually made me appreciate Jalen hurts more because those easy buttons weren't so easy to get so talk about that free runner yeah turning point in the game willie gay comes off the edge untouched on a third and two yeah hurts has to bail out of the pocket that's that crazy Devontae smith throw that yes. almost yes. happened yes. that yes. you're yes. talking about left. yes hurts has to bail out of the pocket to the left in completion punt from a backup punter yeah who, whose name i did not know before this and, game started Back up punter, 35-yard punt away from the punt coverage. coverage. Kadarius Tony brings it all the way back to the five. That's where the game changed. Yes, it did. Uh, it was funny because Kadarius Tony, I could see the wall of Chiefs getting built. Again, end zone view is really great when you're watching it live. You can see the wall of Chiefs getting built to his right, and he was going to the left. I'm like, what are you doing? Because the punt forced him over there. And then he just circled back, and it was just, you know, it was beautiful. Just a nice little wall down the sideline. But that's it. It was those plays that up i mean the the strip sack or the the strip fumble touchdown because it came on a third and one full start yeah that's that was right. gonna be a sneak play yes. and then so it's a third and six so now they can't just run the sneak so they can't you know get it like that's, a limited play. that's a great great point just those are the two turning points there. i would say that the punt return and then yeah. the the third salamalo gets dings for a false start a third and, and, the, one and they may have busted on the next play yeah yeah that. and third and six and then that, that is a huge huge turning point in the game so i think both of those are absolutely worth pointing out yeah all right we're gonna take one more quick break here and then kind of talk about what's next for these teams and then wrap up what was an amazing super bowl As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. 
Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk about what comes next here. You know, it's, again, when you lose a Super Bowl like this with a team like the Eagles have, it's heartbreaking because you know this team is never going to be back together in its current form. Yeah. Even if you're excited about the core, and they should be excited about the core. So, Miles Sanders is a free agent. We'll see what happens with Jason Kelsey. His contract is kind of weird. You know, he, it, he's obviously deep into his 30s. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that Jason Kelsey retires. Brandon Graham could very likely be moving on. Javon Hargrave is a free agent. Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury, CJ Gardner-Johnson. Some of these finishing strokes that put this roster over the top, they were short-term deals to get them to this moment. And yeah. now who knows what's going to happen. And that's that's why how he gets those draft picks going. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's Look, why that kind of helps. about this. The Eagles in a very good position. 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 Uh, yeah, no, it's – I. I I really have liked one of this kind of discussions we've had. I talked about it already on this show about like the moving pieces of like a sustained success team. Yeah. And that's what was really cool though about this team because this we'll always remember this team with the sneaks, you know, just yeah. a very complete roster yeah. on both sides of the ball. Like this is one of the most complete rosters I've ever seen really yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It is. It I mean, is. You, you see sometimes offense, oh, they have a loaded offense and one good defensive player. And then, but, this was just littered with all pros, littered with pro bowlers, littered with tangibly good players. I mean, just look at the defensive line for the Eagles. So, again, I, I agree with you that it's kind of – it feels weird. It's like they're going to be fine, but also it's just kind of a little sadness, I think, because I, I was really starting to enjoy this Eagles team. Think about the core that they have coming back. Yeah. Okay? I want to sign long-term. Wayne yep. Dickerson's on a rookie contract. Wayne Johnson will still be here. A.J. Brown – Long-term move. Devontae Smith, long-term move. Dallas Goddard is signed to an extension. Josh Sweat is signed to an extension. Hassan yeah. Reddick will be Some here. Darius Slay is still under contract. Uh, I believe Marcus Epps might also be a free agent. Okay. He came on very strong this yes, year, obviously. Did. So they're going to have to He had a couple some... moments tonight that are really, really We're, smart uh, plays. Somebody tonight. that absolutely was much better and much more important to this team than I thought he was going Agreed. to be. So they're going to have to figure out the secondary and to retool that a little bit. Yeah. And then beyond what this roster looks like, coaches. I mean, by all accounts, it does sound like Shane Steichen is the leader in the clubhouse or the guy expected yeah. to get the Colts job. Thank God, by the way. I just the the fact job. That that's where they landed on, and it wasn't Saturday. Oh, just like, I know. I think that he – I'm excited to see what he does as the head coach. I agree. Because I think that everything he's done – Shane Steichen's selling point when he was in these interviews for head coaching jobs, I could say with confidence – your cell is, I'm going to create an offense and create a way of playing that is built to the strengths of my players. Yeah. That is lip service for a lot of guys. Look Balance. At the last, look at the Eagles over the last two years. It is not just a thing to say. Right. They've literally done that. They have shifted who they are offensively, what their identity is, what they lean on, depending on who their players are and what they do well. It's all you can want in an offensive coach That's in it. this era, in my opinion. And he has yes. shown a distinct ability to do that. And it shows an understanding of that. So especially if he takes that step forward as a head coach 
That's what you want to see because then he's going to oversee both sides of the ball yeah. and special teams as well. Special teams deserves a mention as well, especially for the impact it had tonight. I, I can always count on you. I can always count on you. To <laughs> I'm do trying that. to be good about it. I'm yeah. trying to be good. I feel like special teams coaches are permanently grouchy because of that fact, like how we how we talk about them. But no, it, it's everything you want to see. You want to see that creativity. We both became really big fans of what the Eagles were doing on offense because of that yeah. adaptability. Even and, last and year, that's what that's what I mean. Coming into the season. I, my thought about them was they were really in a box last year, yeah. but what they did to get there and how thoughtful it was and how intentional it was and just the plan they had, it made me optimistic for what they could look like as they grew, as yes. they got better players, as Jalen Hurts developed. And I think that's kind of what I've come to learn about how to project teams moving forward is like, okay, well, if they were good at this and they were flexible in this, then they can keep going, you know, and like even the Bears offense this year. Like yeah. what they built around Justin Fields, it's like okay, like I don't. When you actually get some receivers you and you get some positive. offensive yes. linemen, like the bones are guys, good. Yes, yes. If the, the bones are good. Yeah, and we knew the bones of the 2021 Eagles were good, and then the quarterback gets a shitload better, and they get a lot of really good players yeah. because their GM is a very proactive man. It's a, it's like what Marvel does. They just take some low budget director and they're like, man, that man, this guy's pretty good. And like, and they they give him a big budget movie. That's what basically the Eagles do. Station. <laughs> I mean, he honestly what. Because his background, it shouldn't look like this, how this offense looks. So the only play that from a North Turner offense, as I I mentioned this many times, that's what his true background is. I mean, he's done a lot lot of coaches he's worked under. That touchdown to A.J. Brown. That over route with the corner route. That is a big big play action. Big, big heavy seven-step concepts. The the, the corner to Dallas Goddard. Those are the traditional types of plays. But he's sprinkling creativity. The run game is so creative. I know Jeff Stalin has a big impact on that. But he has to be willing to call it and package plays together because they would go yeah. into they get into empty one last scheme thing. Sorry guys, but you get, they get into empty. They're killing plays. They're packaging those runs and passes together because they're beating them. They're, yeah. They understand. We talked about Andy Reid breaking rules, understanding coverages. He's just as good. I mean, maybe not just as good, but he's very, very good at doing the exact same things and understanding what defense is trying to do. And that just shows he knows ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest compliment I can give him. He, he really does. So they're going to have to figure out what the offensive side of the ball looks yeah. like. The nice part is. You have an offensive-minded head coach who has called plays. Yes. So, and then Brian Johnson, their quarterbacks coach, is somebody that other teams were talking mm-hmm. to. You have hopefully a natural replacement within the building if he gets elevated to that role. And again, the ecosystem that you've created on that side of the ball, even losing an offensive coordinator, this team is potentially set up yes. to survive that in a way that other teams might not be. Right. And then you look at again the underlying talent that they have and the resources that they have. This team has some financial flexibility mm-hmm. next season which I don't know how, but they have like $15 million in cap space with the team that they have. So we'll see who, if they can retain. Well, losing Hargrave is the one I keep coming back to. Like His ability to just he made dominate some, he one-on-one. He made a couple one, big plays tonight. It's just like, like ah, that, that one is yeah. a little bit tough. So how can they maybe replace that? And what does the defensive line rotation look like? Again, a lot of short-term bets, Linval Joseph and Dominic and Sue. So some retooling needs to happen. But you have your offensive line head coach back, and you have a quarterback that it's hard not to be excited about yeah. who he was this season and Absolutely. what it means for them moving forward. What, what you mentioned, and you said all these guys that are under contract, the young guys, the Devontae Smiths, even A.J. Browns, Dallas Goddards, all these guys are under deals, Jordan Maialata. What helps is, again, it's that rotating cast and that now they don't have to rely certain on like these certain guys. They have their building blocks. Literally, they're, they're the building blocks of the team. So that, that kind of helps the transition period if there is going to be one. It depends, again, what they're going to do. The Hargrave call is, is a good one. You know, other guys are getting older, a couple of other offensive linemen. But it, it really is – there's a lot of just, just good things with this team, like just as far as what they can rely on. Um, playmakers. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. they those played, guys are all back. They're all coming back. Yeah. The big three for this offense are all coming back, and they can find another Zach Pascal. <laughs> like, they don't need – there's no question about who's our second receiving option done. Yeah. And you have one of the – arguably the best second receiving option yeah. in the entire league. Like, exactly. Between Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins, it's, and this guy, a lot of good ones. Yes. We'll so see what happens exactly with it. the potential Jalen Hurts extension. It's one more cheap year anyway, though. They got one more year where they're paying him pennies, and they can wield that in the way yes. that they have so far. I think that puts them in a good position. And also – this team has the tenth pick in the draft. <laughs> of course they do. Of course they do. So, I'll never get over when you said that, that, that they had the Saints second round of the next year or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah you, that, you, that was you, the you one. Find five dollar bills in your pocket. You know that, that's kind of how the Eagles nice. team building process. Everything goes. comes up Howie. <laughs> so I again, you never know. There, there's no guarantees. Right. There are never guarantees. But if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be thrilled at how this season went. I'd be so optimistic about Sirianni and what he's built and just the feeling in that building where the quarterback is right now and what has driven a lot of this success because I think you can rely on a lot of that. Yeah. I think the big question on the other side with the other team is, I guess we just started to hear some of the retirement whispers with Andy Reid, which is, oh, yeah, we did. started like trickling out a little bit today. I think it was Jay Glazer said that he might like take some time to think about okay. after this game. Andy Reid's in his mid-60s. He's he got is. two Super Bowls now. My dad. <laughs> so if this is potentially the last game we saw Andy Reid coach, oh man, I mean, he's – that's, Legend, man. I mean, yeah, like, he one, is. Simply one of the greatest coaches of all time. And what a fucking note to go out on that this is it. Like, what an incredible game. What a perfectly coached game on mm-hmm. offense against a really good defense. I would be really sad I would to too. face a, an NFL without Andy Reid. But it's hard to do much better than he did if this is his final moment. And just also just universally beloved. Like, not just people see the cheeseburger quotes and the jokes and the, you know, all the, how about them Chiefs and all that. But honestly, he really is. He's a great guy. <laughs> he really is. He kind of has been really fun to enjoy as a person. So it's, oh, I didn't know that. So I'm kind of sad now yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I'm not ready for it. That's been my entire life is Andy Reid as a head coach, basically. My NFL experience since the late 90s is Andy Reid as a head coach in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, that's sad. But, uh, man, you're talking about, you said this. It's, we don't really see a lot of sustained success, and that's what's kind of nice. And the question marks is, they still have number 15, though. They yes, still they have do. Patrick Mahomes. And I'd and be that's... fascinated by what they do as an in-house candidate. Yeah. The enemy is looking at all these other jobs because he hasn't been able to get the opportunity. Right. I, mean, I have no idea what will happen on that side. But no idea. Uh, it's, they are set up because they have the best player in the league. And, and he's under deal. You know, it's, he was the centerpiece of uh, their entire season. And he comes through and averages point, I think, four two EPA per drop back, which is better than he did in the regular season as the MVP in the Super Bowl against a really he good defense. He made a top three pass defense look like the Cardinals' pass defense yeah. in, in the Super Bowl. In the, on this in the Super Bowl. Again, what two weeks of you know Oh, what, my God. The field, by the way. Yeah, oh, the field. We talk, should talk about the field. I, it's, it's frustrating that it's slippery and all that. Yeah. It's for both teams. Yeah, it is. So oh, that, no, yeah, that, yeah. That's kind of my thing is that there were how many points scored in this game? What was the final score yeah, of the they game? They really slowed down anybody. Yeah, there was, it was a 70 combined point score in the game. I, I feel okay about the way the game looked, even yeah. the field was a little bit frustrating. But I think that's the kind of button I want to put on this. Coming into the season, you were so excited about the Chiefs. You were so optimistic about the Chiefs' offense. I had my questions. You know, Tyree Kill, what is the transition going to look like? Even if we're, we have a lot of faith in Andy Reid, we have a lot of faith in Patrick Mahomes, what is this team? Week one. They come out and they just destroy the Cardinals. Yes. And it's in that nasty. moment, it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And guess what? Wire to wire. Right? Wire to wire. They're that two was best the ones. that they were. They started on this field. They ended on this field. And they were the best offense in football with the best quarterback in football with arguably the best offensive coach play caller. 
one of the best ever. Yeah. And that's what they were in the final moment. And that was enough for them to take home their second Super Bowl in four it, years. It was. I, I, we'll see next year if I can predict the Super Bowl champ. But for <laughs> once in my life, I did. I predicted the Super Bowl champ with the Chiefs. But that's really was. It was a bet on Patrick Mahomes and a bet on Andy Reid. Yeah. That, that's what it was, as well as the offensive line. And those a couple of those guys are coming back. Or good chunk. Who knows with Orlando Brown. Yeah. But the interior is coming back. That That's, that's nice to have. And they have some pieces. They have some resources. Young like defense. The, we talked about all those guys that yeah. are on rookie contracts. Tons of young players. Uh, they can, if, depending on how Travis Kelsey is going to also another year older. But they had a great plan for him this year. So, yeah. fewest amount of snaps he's yeah. played since his first year starting. So, it's, they always had a plan with it. But that was my bet. That that Mahomes and Reed would figure it out with an offensive line. Juju's a free agent. Yes. MBS's contract, they can get out from under if they want to. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony is here now. They can kind of reshape the offense again, again. this offseason, depending on what they Drafted want to do. Sky be. Moore. They, yeah, I know. They, they, I know. They, they can drop another guy in. They can sign a free agent. They, that's when you have a quarterback that gives a boost effect with everybody else around him. It changes the game. It, it does. does. It changes what you can they, do team building wise. It's, it's a huge that, differentiating factor. That, that they gave up no sacks tonight. And yes, the offensive line played really well. Mahomes was getting rid of the ball. And that's the thing. It's a boost effect, not only just on the players, the receivers, but boosts his offensive line so that they're, Taking no sacks. <laughs> it's that's what that guy does, and he's going to continue to do it. Hopefully for another decade. Uh, I mean, I know I'm a neutral fan, so I can say that. I know other teams, fans, AFC West fans, are kind of like, no, but that's what he is. He he's always going to be that. So whatever happens with Andy Reid, you still have Patrick Mahomes, and that's a great place to be in the NFL. All right, that's all we got. That's all we got. Good season, bud. Great season. Another great season. Thank you to all you weirdos that are watching right now <laughs> and that have done it all season. This weird little <laughs> setup that we have. Such a great time this year. I tweeted it today. Not even kidding. I This is my eighth Super Bowl. I would, would have dreamed about this when I was a kid. Dreamed about it. And the fact that I get to do this every single year, it is. it will never be lost on me. It's still cool. Still getting chills during the national anthem. And that'll never go away. No. And it doesn't have to be like this. We don't have to have this opportunity. It could have gone 10,000 different directions. Right. And the opportunities, the chances the breaks to, to arrive us in this moment and for me to get the chance to do this with you and for all of you to listen, I'm truly grateful. And I just can't even tell you what it means to me. And we've had such a great time this year. I'm excited for the off season. I'm excited for where the show is going. And uh, I couldn't ask for more from you, from you guys. Thanks, so man. thank you very, very much. Thanks, man. No, I, I agree. I'm literally watching confetti getting sweeped up right now. Yeah. I've been on the losing side of a lot of these types of games, so I've never been out on the field this long to see <laughs> the confetti process after the game. But honestly, that's what it feels like this season. We have confetti all around me and Robert right now. It's been a joy this year watching especially these videos that we do now. The live streams have been so much fun to see the feedback from everybody. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, buddy. Thank you to Beller and our and Kent and Alex. I mean, everybody that helps us out with this show. And honestly, it's been a fantastic season. I can't wait for draft season now <laughs> coming. so just a reminder to you guys this will be out sunday into monday between the lines to sean reed's series about just what it means to be black at every level of the nfl executives players coaches that's going to start for you guys on tuesday within the feed it's going to come out once a week twice a week a little bit later into march doesn't matter right now it's going to be in the athletic football show feed on tuesdays here for the next five six weeks please go check that out what we'll prospects the pros on wednesday rick and rick it's, it's getting late We'll have Mike and Randy on Thursday doing football GM. You and I will be back on Friday, so we will have something coming to you later this week. And then we're coming to you every day. Nothing is changing. We will be in your ears every single day. (laughs) Combine's coming up soon, so there will be no breaks. Please keep checking out the Athletic Football Show. We really, really appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. 
This was the athletic football show.